For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. To the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. I'm here with my lovely wife and producer. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. What are we talking about this hot evening? Okay, background noise. Lots of background noise. It's hot again. Windows are open, doors are open, fans are flying, generators going. There's only one fan. Don't exaggerate everything. <laughs> Fland, fans are flying. So I apologize to the live listeners. Anyway, um, again, our thoughts and prayers go with everybody that's struggling down in Texas, and we hate the people that are trying to politicize it. But tonight we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance, then the new police state meets drones, the illegal alien invasion report, the fuzzy muzzy report, medical madness, and the invention that shook the modern world if we get to it all. Calling me skeptical. All right, Patriots, hand over hat. <clears throat> hand over heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, you did want to tell the folks something about the disaster that's happening and the relief that's going out. Oh, Texas. Yep. Actually, any charity. Do not give to the Red Cross. They're always they're saying that every dang time. It's somebody's purse and uh, Red Cross. Red Cross is an international entity. It does not take funds for a specific cause. During 9-11, they were charging firemen for sandwiches after we sent all this money to the Red Cross. And they're charging them, the first responders on 9-11 charging them for sandwiches. And then when they were caught up on it, everyone went nuts. The talk show radio circuit picked up on it, and their answer was, I'm sorry, but we're an international organization. We can't say it's going to stay in the United States or stay in Texas. So, do yourself a favor. And 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 not enough goes to 
the cause, by the way, either. They're not a good charity. Just stay away from them. There's plenty, plenty of other ones out there. We gave Red Cross a chance, and they blew it on 9-11, and we boycotted them, and everybody seems to have forgotten, but I haven't. Yeah, because we're hearing it all over the talk shows again, and commercials for them. Yeah. Like, they reasserged. You know, they didn't... We, they were gone for a long time. And you didn't, nobody told them to... They were here. People were giving money to them, but there was no disaster. That's when they get the most of their money. So, see, they do a lot of fundraising for their international organization. Right. And we give to the people with the buckets. Salvation, Salvation Army. Salvation Army. They stay in the United States. And, and 90% of it or more, right. I can't remember, goes directly toward the charity. And they, those people are volunteers that stand in the cold. Yes, they're. You're talking about Christmas time, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's not like... People you, complained about the bell ringers. Could you believe it? I do. I believe it. Because people are progs and they're insane. The These people are insane. They're mentally deranged is what they are. Yep. It's the only thing that... That's the only thing that explains their behavior. So, no Red Cross. Please, strike that off your list permanently. Do not give to the Red Cross. Also, blood drives. Make sure uh, where the blood's going. You might be surprised. And also, if you're going to go in for uh, surgery, I advise you go in and get a couple pints put away for yourself of your own blood. And no, they can't guarantee they're going to keep it for you, but they, they do try. If they run out and they need it, they need it. So there's no guarantee, but at least if you have some up there, you might be getting your own blood and not somebody else's blood. And considering, you know, how much HIV and uh, hepatitis was in the blood centers for <laughs> I don't know how long that's why I said you get your own blood because when you get someone else's blood you don't know what you're getting the new police state needs drones from defense one by 2025 enormous military style drones close relatives of the sort made famous by counterterrorism strikes in Afghanistan and Iraq will be visible 2,000 feet above U.S. cities, streaming high-resolution video to police departments below. That is the bet that multiple defense contractors are placing, anyway, as they race to build unmanned aircraft that can pass evolving airworthiness certifications and replace police helicopters. And if the bet pays off, it will radically transform the way city citizens and law enforcement interact. Yeah, good, we got Big Brother's eye in the sky. Uh... We fought the cameras off for the most part. I don't. New York City's probably got all the cameras. I don't know, uh, but they, they want to put cameras everywhere. And we said no. Anyway, now they don't need cameras because they'll have these things buzzing around up there, taking pictures, and sending it back all the time. It's going to get crowded up there. It's. <laughs> it is no. It isn't. It is worse. It's just. It's just bad setup. It, Again, we don't want, we won't want Big Brother. I don't mind if there's a car chase and they need the, the eye in the sky or something like that, but uh, to just continuously monitor that means they're going to be watching everybody and everything. And who knows how many drones will be up there? It's two thousand feet. Those things you, they got small drones that get that whole cameras, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to be, they're talking about the bigger ones that the military used. Uh, 
which is an awful lot of drone just for a camera. Anyway, I have not heard enough from Jeff Sessions on this. He's buckling under. He wants to get whatever uh, they need to the local police so they can do their jobs. And the last thing they wanted was uh, rocket launchers. Why would the police need rocket launchers? What are they going to do? Uh, instead of kicking down the door, they're just going to blow up the place? It's getting too much. They don't even need... They overuse the SWAT team to unbelievable levels. And and we're paying for it, ladies and gentlemen. Every officer gets paid money. And it comes from us. No, they shouldn't have military-type equipment. I don't want to see them in MRAPs. There's no... This is not... Afghanistan, this is the United States of America. There's no reason for military and um, military vehicles that can take IEDs, and that's what MRAPs are. You build bulletproof, bombproof, big hold carry carry a bunch of bunch of civilians in it called cops. Um, I don't want my police to have this. This is stuff for the military. I'm not militarizing the police force, but that's what Obama has started. And now Jeff Sessions seems to be on board with it. I'm surprised. He's usually not a big government kind of guy. Well, Obama started it, and then everybody screamed, and then he rescinded it, and now when Trump got in, Sessions started it up again. No, no, it never stopped. Yes, it did. We actually did this on the show. Only if they ran out of things to give him. He said he's going to continue the program. He didn't say he was going to restart the program, right? I heard him. No, he said he's going to restart the program. No, he did not. He just said, "I will. We will continue to give what, the police department what it needs to fight crime." I'm sorry you didn't hear it. Oh, I didn't read the press release on it, but it's there. Suddenly, suddenly, she's not afraid to use the internet, ladies and gentlemen. She's looking for it right now. You don't realize. Opening my browser opens five pages. I know, I just closed them. I'm just telling you, there must be plenty of bandwidth because you should be able to do that and this work at the same time. But I don't know what's going on. I got a lot of memory, so Windows can see it. It's your phone. It's not mine. My phone has aneurysms. What are you talking about? talking about phones. What's with you? You know, you're not even listening. That's not, I was not talking about that. You were talking about bandwidth, but it's on your phone, isn't it? Bandwidth is bandwidth. It's not on the phone. <clears throat> you're getting confused with data. Bandwidth is what you're using right now. Truff lifts ban on military gear to local police forces. He Trump? Lifts, lifts the ban on military gear to police. Why forces. would he do that? Now I'm, now I'm doubly pissed. I thought just Jeff Sessions was just making a presser. Well, and, uh, now. And Bill, uh, if he put it back in action again, I'm yeah. pissed. Why do they need military equipment? The Trump administration. I'm, all right, you know, here's the deal. Anything the police department needs to fight crime, criminals, that's what we need to fight crimes and criminals. They get rocket launchers, we get lock, rocket launchers. They get all full auto weapons, we get full auto missiles. They get. They get uh, what do they call those? Uh, bangs? Flashbang grenades? We get them. Tear gas grenades? We get them. See, Attorney General 
Jeff Sessions, who led the campaign for the program's reinstatement. Yeah, but he, that, that's not what he said in, in the press. Well, that's what it is. He, they, they redid it. Well, they should. Obama got rid of it. Well, they, they shouldn't. Now everybody goes scream because, uh, again, make sure Trump gets a tweet his butt off. If you're going to give military equipment to the police department, you're going to make it available to the citizens. Whatever they get, we get. Oh, that's already been decided. Our right to keep and bear arms is anything the military uses, the soldier the military uses, we can use. So that means we should be able to have full auto M16s. We should have uh, sniper rifles and body armor and MRAPs and rocket launchers. So, yes, I'm sorry. We fight the same criminals they do. Why don't we get that? We're more important than the police. We're we the people. Police wouldn't exist without us. We created them. There was no police here when we arrived. No government, nothing. It was wild. I Man, I wish I was part of that. I would have had a field day. I don't think I'd ever get out of the mountains. Well, I guess I would have got my limited pelts. Anyway, back to this. I'm sorry, you're right. You were right. There's a reason big drones like the General Atomics Reaper aren't already flying over the United States. The federal rules that govern aircraft in U.S. airspace are much stricter than those that cover U.S. military drones overseas. Many of the Federal Aviation Authority's regulations were drafted for manned aircraft long before unmanned flight across the United States was even a possibility. Now the FAA is working with the private sector to update its rules for the age of ubiquitous unmanned flight and that will open the floodgates. The market won't exist until the regulations exist, said Matthew Cassero, director of the University of Maryland Unmanned Aircraft System test site. The FAA is a little slow in coming around to the realization that we needed to get those in place. Unlike many new industries which grow unfettered, until emerging problems prompt regulation. Unmanned flight needs relief from existing restrictions in order to blossom, Scacero said. Once that happens, the market for large unmanned planes could be enormous. Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman. Well, that's right, Northrop and Grumman uh, merged. They all have irons in the fire, but I don't know that any of them are pushing as hard as General Atomics or as early on the civil commercial side, he said. That's because the California-based firm believes that its future depends upon building an unmanned aircraft that can fly more or less freely over civilian areas in the United States and Europe. Right now, U.S. and European militaries have special permission to fly Predator and Reaper drones beyond the line of sight of the operator. The Department of Homeland Security also flies Predator drones over specific portions of the U.S.-Mexican border. If we wanted to continue building out to 10, 15, 20-year future, the legacy flight releases would not be sufficient, General Atomic CEO Lyndon Pros Blue told a handful of reporters at the company's headquarters outside of San Diego in August. 
So the company is pouring money into a new version of the Reaper, a, long, a longer-winged, farther-flying variant dubbed MQ-9B. It is a huge investment that the company is making, but this is what we do, said David Alexander, who leads GA's aircraft system division. GA officials are aiming to have the MQ-98... Nope, B, sorry. MQ-9B... Receive FAA certification for free flight in 2025. That hard push recently came came in for a soft landing on a tarmac in Gray Butte, California. General Atomics can't match big publicly traded companies like Northrop and Lockheed Martin in terms of cash and reach, but they do have a head start in the race to FAA certification. On August 19th, the company staged an historic demonstration flying an MQ-9B some 275 miles from an airfield in Yuma, Arizona, to the company's private airstrip in Gray Butte, just north of Los Angeles. Part of the flight took place in civil airspace and required a special FFA, FAA waiver and a piloted chase plane. What does a drone maker need to do to get the Fed stamp of approval? The FAA guidelines for airworthiness mandate certain physical characteristics the plane must be able to fly in all sorts of weather and survive a direct lightning strike. That requirement isn't one that General Atomics had to deal with when it was selling drones to the military or fly over the desert. Okay, I have a question. Okay. If we get the federal government out of this, would the individual states say what they had to comply with in the state, and how would you do that state to state? Easily. The same way we, the Constitution deals with immigration state by state. No, it isn't the federal government's power. It's They didn't amend the constitutions. It's the states. Yeah. At the beginning, the states brought in the people they wanted to bring in to their as immigrants. And then, you know, they had their rules to what make them a citizen. And each, like, each state had their own set of rules. And so the ones that were really strict got pissed at the ones that are really lax. lax because... I don't know why. You don't? No. <laughs> You're looking at me like I know why. Okay. All the states brought in the immigrants, and what did they have a problem with? The other states had a problem with the states that had less because they had to recognize the citizenship of every state, regardless if they meet their criteria or not. So, Colonel Mason jumped up near the very end, so you can go right to the end and on the internet and see it yourself. Uh, near the very end, uh, Colonel Mason popped up and said, we need uniform rules of, immig- of uh, Natural. naturalization so that we all, all our citizens have the same requirements for becoming a citizen. So why would he, they be saying that if they weren't running immigration? And if they were running immigration under the Constitution, then why the heck, I, I mean, it, why is it still the same way? Oh, Scalia, Scalia said it in one of his uh, commentaries. It's just like a little blurb. He said, Yes, the, the the federal government took over the power of immigration, and the people didn't complain, and rightly so. What? It's unconstitutional. Just what I like about Scalise. 
It's unconstitutional. That's why. My goodness. So right now, everybody should do that. And what would happen is the states would ask the federal government to come up with uniform rules of aviation that they will implement, not the national government. See? Same thing. If we get back to the Constitution, all the problems fly away. There's only a couple of things that really needs changing in the Constitution. That's the 16th and 17th Amendment has to be repealed. Nothing else needs to be done. Nothing else should be trusted to anybody going up there. Well, we you are you trust your state legislature to say it's someone up there that's not going to try and water down the constitutional the constitutional limits on power? Oh, oh, contraire. We have not gotten to the stage where we've taken back our state legislators yet. We will, but not now. So anyway, that's the, that's the solution for that problem. Um, where was I? Uh, uh, uh. Ah, there we are. Unlike conventional small planes, the Predator and the Reaper are made of an extremely light fiber composite material. They're probably they're probably printing them now. You can lift a twenty-seven foot Predator drone with one hand. A slightly larger Reaper takes two people or one Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> that light composite airframe are key to the plane's endurance and low cost. To meet FAA requirements, the company created a new skin with a thin mesh of copper just beneath the surface, creating a flying Faraday cage that can keep high electric charges away from sensitive electronics. To fight ice, the wings will have a unique and brand new electro expulsive de-icing system. A much bigger obstacle in the FAA guidelines is the see and avoid clause, which mandates that a plane's pilot must be able to see forward and take evasive action to avoid hitting another plane. The MQ-9B, like all general atomics aircraft, requires at least one human operator who monitors what's going on via a 50 megabits per second video link. But a satellite video link to a human operator on the ground doesn't satisfy the C and avoid standard. The next iteration of the FAA guidelines will turn C and avoid to something more like sense and avoid. General Atomics is getting ready for that chance, testing a radar system that detects oncoming aircraft and then tells the plane to move without waiting for the human operator, like a self-driving car. The plane is supposed to be able to avoid collision on its own. They have those now in cars. Can you believe it? Yeah, they have cars that, uh, what do you call it, parallel park for you. Yeah, but it also they also do accident avoidance. They have those cameras front and rear, and it shoots out radio signals, and it can tell how far something is from the vehicle. So if you're not stopping, and it, it says you should have been stopping already, it'll stop for you. It'll swerve for you. It'll stop for you. It's kind of interesting. No, it's kind of but scary. But it's all going to be crap because all these things are electronic and like this thing, the Faraday cage, you'll need one. Anything electronic, if a EM pulse comes in, is gone, wiped out, history. So it might be working on those Faraday cages. Well, I don't like it because people can take hack into it and take control of the car. Oh, they- that's all of them already. That has nothing to do with what we're... I'm talking about. Well, the drone. They could hack into that and take control of the drone. 
And the idea is not to allow people to hack into your systems. When you're, we're talking about billions, billions of dollar project, you don't play around. You, you, you have to invest the time and money and do it right. They're hacking into government <laughs> computers all the time. It's harder to get on. It's harder to get into people's computers than the government. <laughs> That's scary too. The government is always behind in electronics, so the computers are old. My computers are old. They probably got older ones. Either I, oh, I know the couple of vet. Every time, ah, oh, it's got to reboot. Hold on. What when you call Takes the like VA? Three to five minutes to load the damn thing. The VA site. Yeah, not the site. I called them. How would I get that at the site? The secure messaging that you do through the VA. That's that, I didn't say secure messaging. Ah. Anyway. All General Atomics drones are remotely piloted from a desk of monitors and controls called a ground control station that sits inside a big trailer. In other words, young kids playing with joysticks. General Atomics, much like the U.S. Air Force, isn't a big fan of the term drone, preferring to emphasize how the human operators make not only the flying decisions, but also the targeting decisions in those places where the military is using armed versions of the planes. But today's unmanned planes need a lot less human piloting and supervision than they did just a few years ago, when every general atomics plane required a dedicated ground crew, sensor operator, and pilot to put every drone in the air, and then a separate pilot and sensor crew to take over piloting via satellite once the bird was aloft. The newest version of the drone can autonomously take off and land. A single operator can both fly the plane and operate the sensor ball to a globe full of high-resolution sensors and thermal in- imaging sensors manufactured by defense contractor Raytheon. The newest version of the camera has 720p HD resolution, Enough to show faces in a crowd from 2,000 feet up. Jeez. And optics are rapidly improving. Good Lord. During the MQ-9B test in Grey Butte, journalists peeked out the door of the ground control trailer to the teeny, barely visible plane overhead. Back inside, the monitors showed that we could easily, easily distinguish each other, each another, pick out clothing patterns, discern other markings, etc., it looked like a view from 30 feet up, not 2,000. With that, we're going to take a break. Jeff Cropper, the radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems a certain voodoo priest who... Who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Our have a one. I really don't like this. These drones flying. I mean, I want one, but I don't want somebody that can have power over me to have one. Yeah, we don't want the government to have. Right. I mean, I want it for security, for my my family security, my house security, my property Which security. Which is our responsibility, not the government's. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's our responsibility. Never, never, ever give up liberty for the notion of safety. Because then you'll have none. Hunting new prey. Oh yeah, back to the drones. 
Call in number 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. Do not feel compelled. Why would anyone need big $12 million drones when the skies over the United States are increasingly full of cheap consumer quadcopters? That's what I thought they'd use. The answer is distance and endurance. Small drones, which typically run on electric batteries, can stay up only short times. Larger drones, like the MQ-9B and many others in its class, have endurance measured in days and are rapidly improving. In 2009, a Reaper drone could fly for 23 hours. In 2017, it's more than 41 hours. Why do you... See, they want it up there constantly, as I'm telling you. This is their workaround for having cameras everywhere, because we, we don't want that. Except you idiots in Manhattan. Um, we don't want that. And I know it's 2,000 feet up. But somebody's going to take it out. Anyway, so up to 41 hours in this year. So it's going to go up. That endurance allows the military and eventually U.S. police departments to do a lot of things differently. For starters, it vastly improves the value of the drone. If the Reaper can fly for twice as long, you need far fewer secret drone bases in Africa to run missions. A long endurance plane with clearance to fly in national airspace and international waters can get on station faster and with less logistical support. General Atomic CEO, CEO Blue Really? That's the person's name? CEO Blue. It's not just national space. It's international space. You go out into the ocean farther than your air traffic control radars can cover. And then you've got the, um, you've got the problem again. We've learned that with real users, with our experience over the border protection, long endurance drones also offer new capabilities to firefighters. General Atomics has an agreement with the city of San Diego to explore how persistent surveillance can help crews follow wildfires, anticipate their next moves, and find their hottest spots. A feat currently especially difficult at night. But the biggest domestic opportunity is a replacement for police helicopters. Putting cops in chapters is dangerous and evinced by the recent deaths of two Virginia State police officers who are monitoring the civil unrest in Charlottesville, Virginia. Manned chopper flights are also limited by how long the pilot can operate and operator can endure the mission. The ability to silently monitor multiple suspects for days and nights on end without putting a human pilot in harm's way would represent an enormous improvement in police intelligence and surveillance. Yeah, we're tired of the police state surveillance. We don't want that. Stop that. It doesn't do anything. It helps them catch the criminals afterwards, but until you act, you, until someone actually kills you or stabs you or whatever the case may be, they got to come, then they investigate. That's their job. Their real job isn't to protect you because we need a lot more police officers. Why, well, say you? Oh, look to your right. Do you see a police officer? Nah. How about your left? Look to your left. you see a police officer? Nah. How about in back of you? Is there a police officer back of you? No. How about in front of you? No. Down? No. Up? No. No police officers anywhere. 
No. If you answered yes to that, you either are a police officer or married to one. When the door comes down, you got 30 seconds to a minute to take care of it. If you spend any of that time calling 911, you're foolish. They're just your backup. If you don't have time to call the backup, don't waste your time. Take care of it yourself, which is what you're supposed to do anyway. I know it sounds horrible. People are afraid of guns. I was, you know, I was afraid of a chainsaw the first time I picked it up. Didn't mean I didn't cut down trees and make firewood. It's a tool. It's a dangerous tool, but it's a tool. And it's all kinds of safety features nowadays, so it's not like the old days. I mean, Glock's trigger system is brilliant. Works fantastic. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, when it comes to this, uh, Anyway, I don't like surveillance. That's like that's like being able to surveil somebody without a warrant. It's an invasion of a Fourth Amendment privacy uh, amendment. Oh gosh, it was hot. Long distance drones also offer new capabilities to firefighters. General Atomics has an agreement with the city of San Diego to explore how persistent surveillance can help crews follow wildfires, anticipate their next moves, and find their hottest spots, a feat currently especially difficult at night. But the biggest domestic opportunity is still the police. It might also it might also represent a big problem for privacy advocates. Glimmers of that future battle are today already visible. In 2009, the military planned to launch JLENS, a 242-foot aerostat over Maryland. Original documents show that the unmanned blimp was supposed to have cameras similar to aerostats deployed to Afghanistan. Members of the Electronic Privacy Information Center sounded an alarm. There's a lot of potential for privacy abuse. No kidding. He gets it. <laughs> uh, where was I? Mm. Already. Original documents show that the unmanned blimp was supposed to have cameras. There's a lot of potential for privacy abuse if a surveillance device can identify a human at five kilometers away. Julia Horwitz, the Group Consumer Protection Council, told the Washington Post. J-Lens went up without it, without the cameras attached. It later broke loose, causing havoc over multiple states. Reaper drones could also carry highly advanced jammer and electronic warfare payloads into battle and still retain their satellite link. That means a police drone could carry a wide variety of signals, intelligence collection payloads as well. Ultimately, individual police departments and the communities that they serve not drone makers, will decide what sort of sensors to carry aloft and what happens to the information gathered. But the relatively low cost of long-endurance drones, coupled with the growing capability of the camera equipment attached to them, will likely hasten 
new debates about police use of surveillance and, in all likelihood, a lot of new arrests. As that happens, you might start hearing a lot more about Florida versus Riley, the 1989 case involving a police helicopter that spotted someone growing marijuana in a greenhouse. The Supreme Court ruled that the police helicopters flying over private property did not violate privacy because anything that can so observed is in the open. Even the contents of a greenhouse with high shades blocking the view of the street. The only legal restriction that really applies to police use of helicopters doesn't apply to drones flying at 2,000 feet. The court ruled that flyovers violate the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable search and seizure. Only when the helicopter is flying so low, kicking up so much wind and dust that it becomes like a home invasion. In 2015, a New Mexico court ruled similarly. High-flying drones effectively removes the chance of the a search being deemed illegal because it's too disruptive. That's good news for General Avionics and Hawkins Police Departments. Bad news for anyone concerned about growing surveillance powers of law enforcement. Even if the eye in the sky isn't carrying Hellfire missiles, there's something, there's something deeply dystopian about a machine whose cousin tracked Al-Qaeda across Afghanistan turned to track communities of color in places like Baltimore. Drones make indiscriminate and persistent aerial surveillance feasible and can easily be equipped with technologies like facial recognition without proper restrictions. Drone surveillance will become the norm of public space, undermine our constitutional rights, and chill First Amendment activities, said Jeremy D. Scott, the director of the Domestic Surveillance Project at the electronic <clears throat> at the electronic privacy information center although many states have passed laws restricting the use of drones by law enforcement there's no federal law providing baseline privacy protections the ability to continually continuously survey the entire city opens a variety of potential uses and misuses that will test communities comfort level with far more constant police presence overhead. For the most, this revolution will happen without much notice. You likely won't notice the absence of the police helicopters until long after they're gone. It's just not a good idea to give up your privacy. I'm sorry. I don't care. This is ridiculous. The police are turning into the military. And it's turning more and more into a police state every day. What? Well, I just, you know, I'm torn between a lot of this stuff, Brian, because I can't stand what the Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these psychos are doing to the police. But again, like you're saying... If they just used it for that, there wouldn't be an issue. But they're going to try to use it as 24-7 eye in the sky. And that's spying. And that's spying without a warrant. Now... I could say that the only thing they can see, if you have drapes on your windows, hopefully, the only thing they can see is your yard. And we've already found out that the government doesn't think we have any private pro- pro- 
privacy issues <clears throat> with that. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> something in my throat. Private property rights. They don't think we have them. Well, you have private property. You have no privacy outside your home. If you're outdoors, you have no privacy. That's what the courts have already decided. And we're idiots. We listen to the courts. Right. We've gotten to the point where how are you not? They've solidified their power. You, get, you don't listen to them, you end up in jail. Well, that's what's going to probably start happening. I'm sure it is going to start happening. Because it's ridiculous. It's getting more ridiculous by the day. Anyway, go ahead and push the button. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration. In these great United States Okay, thank you call Clang, Clang with K.com. Of course, this means it's time for the Illegal Alien Invasion Report. From Liberty Headlines. A report from the Center for Immigration Studies found that allowing illegal immigrants, aliens who are predominantly low-skilled to stay in the United States, causes a net fiscal drain on the economy. Numbers from the Immigration and Custom Enforcement, ICE, showed the average cost of deportation was less than $11,000, while permitting uneducated illegal immigrants to remain in the country costs on average over $65,000. The CIS reported that the lifetime costs of allowing the estimated 11.43 million illegal immigrants in the country to stay is nearly $750 billion. We did this story already. You just Last gave, week. No, you just gave this to me. It doesn't mean we didn't do it. No, we didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I'm telling you, we did. The main reason illegal immigrants take more in government assistance than they pay in taxes is their level of education. Because the overwhelming share of illegal immigrants, aliens, residing in the country have not completed high school or have only a high school education. It would require highly plausible assumptions to avoid a substantial net fiscal drain from this population. Said Stephen Camerata, the Center Director of Research. And I'll tell you, I'm going to go against myself on this one because he's wrong. There's no reason you need, you need more than a high school diploma. This notion everybody's got to go to college is stupid. I'm telling you right now, the trades you make more money, and you and you don't have to go into debt, a hundred thousand dollar to debt to get a degree. <coughs> so you go to a one year one year uh, tech school instead of a four year college. Difference is, once you walk out of that tech, you're a valuable employee waiting to be hired, and they pay well. You could be in automotive, electricity, uh, electrical, plumbing, all the trades. Heating and air conditioning, all of it make big, big bucks. So why waste your time and money going to college learning something stupid? It's going to not do anything for you. On average, people with a high school diploma make more than people with only, a, I mean, a college diploma than a high school diploma. 
Yeah, the way the situation is right now, but we bring back tech schools, and that will not be the case. Well, that's what Trump's trying to do. But I want the illegal aliens out. I don't care about them. They don't. They don't deserve to go to school. The like, dreamers. Nobody deserves to go to school, and if dreamers are getting federal aid, I'd like to know why. How can an illegal alien get money to go to college from the government? That's something. Well, I'm going to have to look up if I remember. Senators Tom Cotton, Republican Arkansas, no, yeah, Arkansas, and David Perdue, Republican Georgia, introduced an immigration reform bill on August the 2nd called the RAISE Act, but it does not address the fiscal drain caused by illegal immigrants, aliens. Deportation solves that, sir. This is an immigration bill. It deals with legal immigration, and we have a problem with that. It's It was set up to overrun us, and it's starting to. The RAISE Act would reduce the number of legal immigrants that can come to the United States each year. Legal immigrants, however, have similar levels of education achievement to their native-born counterparts, according to a study by the Migration Policy Institute, which means they will, on average, contribute more in taxes than they receive in services. David Bira, immigration policy analyst at the Cato Institute, said the RAISE Act will harm the American economy because it, is, it restricts the number of educated immigrants who can come to the country. Oh, please, Cato Institute, lie in peace, a liberal, uh, libertarian, my backside. There was, libertarians have taken over by globalists. Go, go look at their webpage. Look at, look at their platform. Look what it says. Open borders. Oh, and the president can't use the military until Congress declares law, war. What kind of nonsense is that? It's not, it's not required. Thomas Jefferson didn't t- ask for permission until he sent the fleet to fight the Barbary Pirates. He told him later, after it was already gone. Didn't have, to, didn't have a say in the matter. Now they had to decide what to do. What did Congress decide to do back in 1801 or 2? What was that? Oh, yeah, they passed a resolution allowing to use the military. Uh, what's the what's the term they always pass now? What? I can't, can't remember the words of them now. Of what? To use military force? Well, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Well, it must not have been important. Anyway... That didn't happen. Thomas Schaefer took Congress later, and they passed the resolution authorizing the use of force. That's the phrase I was looking for. Just like Congress has been doing today. No, no, no. That stupid act they passed, that's unconstitutional. You, one, one branch cannot take power from another branch without an amendment to the Constitution, nor can they grant it to the other branch without an amendment to the Constitution, which is why that whole mess up there is unconstitutional. Anyway, no, legal immigrants, look, we're changing it. He's going to a merit, we're going back to a merit-based and not skin color-based decision on who comes in here. How can it benefit us? They're not allowed on, they're not allowed to get any aid for five years. On and on it goes. And so this idiot's an idiot. We've had way too many people coming in here. We are starting to be over. No other country until now, Europe, I guess, with all the. But 
before that, no other country had more had this many immigrants per citizen ratio. This is way too high. If it was we had put a moratorium on all immigration for the next two years while we figure out how to fix it. You know, and and if you don't fix it, I'm not never allowing it. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm in charge. And that's what you said would have solved this whole court crap problem. Right. If he did all, then he couldn't claim discrimination. They right. pulled the rug out, right out from under him. And by the way, he is not required to listen to federal district court judges. As a matter of fact, the, the United States government and state governments are never in the federal judicial brand. Except for going directly to the Supreme Court. Any any debates, any problems between the state and the national government has to go directly to the Supreme Court. It does not go to district court. <clears throat> Nor is federal district court the appellate or the federal appeals court, whatever you say. No, they're not the appellate of the state. The state is done. Once their Supreme Court has made a decision, that state is done. It doesn't go challenge to the federal courts. That's nonsense. But if it's going to be, it goes straight to the Supreme Court. Wouldn't that save a lot of time and money? That's how it's supposed to work. Really, be this. That's even plain language in the Constitution. Not a difficult clause at all. Just like the state of Texas cannot make its own money. They're, what they're doing is illegal. If they're putting out their own their own currency based on gold, backed by gold. Except for one thing. Only the power to coin money rests with the national government, and they're not allowed to print either. They have to coin. Uh, no, they didn't amend the Constitution. No, it doesn't live and breathe. Yes, I know times have changed, and guess what? Fiat currency is still fiat currency. They understood it back then. They didn't want no more paper currency because it always ends up being worth nothing. Now, when... The states and we, the people, gave the power to the national government. The states cannot, and the states cannot ever again, because they did, ever again print their own money, have their own currency. And yet, Texas states think they're doing it. The Tenth Amendment Foundation thinks states are allowed to do this. This is not one of the hard ones in the Constitution. It doesn't say print money anywhere, first of all. It can only be coined. Sorry. And then only by the Treasury. Because they don't want competing currencies. Things get messed up. In the past, they had that. And it didn't work. And they said, no more. There's a lot of no more in the Constitution because of the way the states behaved under the Articles of Confederation. They were placed there to reel in their bad behavior. All right, where was I? Rather than cutting immigration, Congress should raise the employment-based quotas, which it has not adjusted since 1990. Oh, no, they're too high already. Oh, no, you've got businesses relying on them that don't need to rely on Again, if you really can't find someone, it's called on-the-job training. With that said, i got to go to a break. So, Crop Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth 
the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel like global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload to slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're going to find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Land, across the nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. Bill Richardson was a U.S. Congressman, U.N. Ambassador, U.S. Secretary of Energy, and is now the Governor of New Mexico, vowed to represent all his constituents. This was his racist statement to Latino USA, responding to Congressional 1996 immigration reform legislation. There are changing political times where our basic foundations and programs are being attacked. Uh, illegal and legal immigration are being unfairly attacked. We have to band together, and that means uh, Latinos in uh, Florida, Cuban-Americans, Mexican-Americans, Puerto Ricans, South Americans. We have to network better. We have to be more uh, politically minded. We have to uh, put aside party and think of ourselves as Latinos, as Hispanics, more than we have in the past. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. 
There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A all man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She said plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yes. It was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. I'm glad you remembered. And the call number is 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. Of course, you have to be listening to it live to use the phone. Don't call me the phone while you're, watching, while you're listening to a download. Because it won't do anything. It's recorded. Um, when the United States had some 77 million fewer people and the economy was half the size it is now, B.R. wrote in the New York Times, a smart reform would double green cards and peg future work visas to economic growth, responding to market forces rather than political whims. Um, no, you're, un- you're using them like slave labor. You don't get to do that. If, look, we, we got to bring back the tech schools, we got to stop forcing people in colleges to take ridiculous things. They think they're going to come out and be a professor or something. I don't know. Uh, and, and they're way incredible debt. And that's all because the government's involved in education. You don't think people would be able to pay all this money to the colleges if the government didn't help. That means less people go to college. That means they lose money. That means we've put a huge dent in the... Uh, money laundering that goes on paying these speaker fees to the likes of the Clintons and such at ridiculous amounts. $200,000 for a half hour speech. $200,000. That's ridiculous. That's money laundering. See, the government gave the money to the school and the school gives the money to the politicians the or whatever, <laughs> retired politicians. Mostly the Clintons. Mostly the Clintons nowadays. Anyway, no, we don't. We do not need. I don't care what these people say; they're lying. Tell me this. Yeah, all right. Riddle me this. <laughs> if 
the company's bringing in immigrants to do a job that nobody is qualified to do as an American citizen, then why in all that's holy do, do they have the current tech people teach the people that are replacing them? Because they get to pay them less. That's not what the visa process is for. It means you cannot find anyone to do the job. And, you know, they're disingenuous about that. But how do you explain having the current people doing the job, training the people coming in? If they're so much, what do you mean? They must know what they're doing if they're training their replacements. Yes, and Brian brings this up all the time, and he will continue to do so, because that was the most outrageous thing I've ever, ever in my life heard. Disney. Oh, it's more Disney. But Disney was one of the companies, yeah. No, there's more companies. It's a, it became a thing. Have the, have the current citizens trade their replacements. Again, if they're, if they're good enough to trade their replacements then they must be good enough to do the job, which they have been doing, up until they have to teach someone else how to take it away from them. you got to be kidding me. I'd stay on, but I wouldn't teach them squat. I'd act like I was teaching them some, but I wouldn't teach them anything. I'll go through the motions, and he can go pound sand. The whole company can go pound sand. Any company does that to you, do not train them right. Train them wrong. What are they going to do, fire you? Well, wouldn't that be a case for a lawsuit anyway? Oh, it is a case for a lawsuit. I don't know why someone hasn't done it yet. Disney's got deep pockets. And the uh, the other company, I forget its name, uh, but it, it, <laughs> it had very deep pockets as well. And they, it's just, they have to, what is wrong with people not being a nationalist? Everybody on the left seems to think that's a bad thing. No, everything you believe on the left is a bad thing. You see, the left is communism, collectivism, left-wing little progressive socialist, commie, fascist, statist bastards. If you have any of those labels, including anarcho-socialist, you're just a commie, right? You're a different version of socialist. That's it. You might be call yourself a progressive. Don't call yourself liberal, because there's nothing liberty about, about the Democrat Party. So... Oh, good, we get to close the door. The background noise is going to go away. The RAISE Act does not secure the border or provide resources to deport illegal aliens, but it would create a merit-based immigration system. The RAISE Act is an attempt to rebalance the portion of skilled versus family in the immigration flow. Executive Director of CIS Market Krikorian... Mark Krikorian said, according to Fox News, Krikorian claimed immigration has kept wages stagnant. If we have, for instance, the highest percentage of our working age population that isn't working, is not even looking for work, how is it helping things to import more people from abroad, he asked. Bayer, however, argued that stagnant wages and job loss are caused primarily by burdensome regulations and automation, not immigrants. But, mm. While the effects of legal immigration on wages of native-born Americans is debatable, less legal immigration will not end the fiscal drain caused by illegal aliens. aliens. He does, I hate when people use immigrants. They're aliens. It's their 
that is their term. That's their legal term. They are legal aliens. And the ones that come legal are legal aliens. They're both aliens. That means they're from another state, not another world. Before I get some snarky nonsense from someone on the left that thinks they have a brain. Anyway, uh, yes, they're gonna, he's gonna, he's already deporting them. Pay attention. You got less, less immigrants trying to cross the border. You got immigrants that you call immigrants, illegal aliens. They're self-deporting. Because they know it's coming. They're so, ever since Trump got elected, they started going back home. And that was smart, because it's a matter of time. Oh, yes, like always with Trump. Wait for it. That can only be accomplished by preventing illegal aliens from receiving government benefits by deporting them. Why are they entitled to government benefits when they're not citizens? What court decided this BS? First of all, the national government's not allowed to give money to anybody except to buy military equipment. They can't, or building something. So that's unconstitutional. So, they're not supposed to do it at all. But now that they are, not only do the courts do that, they extend it to people that are, are get here against the law? Are you kidding me? Many of them felons. I don't care if they're felon crime family or not. You're here illegally, you're going home. And have no problem with keeping your family together. We will deport your whole family back to your country of origin. See? Problem solved. I don't even have to go into the thing that Mark uh, Levin borrowed from me. Except he uses taxes, I use drugs. When we arrest a drug dealer and put him in prison, could he not have a family? And if he has a family, did we not break up the family? Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes they send him clear across the state or to another state. So visitation is burdensome. How is that any different? You put a criminal in jail, you separate from the family. Put a, a legal alien back where he belongs, <coughs> family can be with him. <coughs> no one's stopping you. Unless it's the country of origin. And then they would be breaking up the family. See? They'll be putting this nonsense. If, look, it's a law. It's a, All laws are supposed to be enforced by the spirit of the law. The intent the legislators had. It are to do it. They shall do it. They, But they're not. Then he want to claim, oh, look, this will ruin our economy. What Kinsey and BS is that? Those people are a drain on society. They're poor. They're on welfare. They move into your neighborhood and then you put your house up for sale because that's what happens. And it's not just because they're brown people or black people. It's because they're poor trash. Whether they be white poor trash, brown poor trash, or black poor trash. Either way, it doesn't matter. And by the way, my people were the European niggers. 
So get on my case about it. You see the way the Catholic Irish were treated over there and when they came over here. No one gave us anything. And yes, they lived in ghettos. What's that stupid movie? The Gangs of New York City? Something like Gangs of New York movie? Uh, notice their Lotus, Lotus of the Immigration heavily Irish. Because we came over here with nothing because of the potato famine. So we, in the wintertime, many died because they didn't have money for heating oil. Or the landlord cut them off. So cry me a river with illegal aliens, will you? Anyway, from CNS News. House Representative Louis Gohmert, Republican Texas, an Army veteran and former Chief Justice of the 12th Court of Appeals, said some of the Republican leaders in Congress are allies with obstructionist Democrats, Democrats, who do not want Donald Trump because they fear if he gets the economy growing like Reagan did, he will be unstoppable. Congressman Gohmert made his remarks during an August 23 interview on The Laura Ingram Show, which was also reported at Ingraham's Lifezet. During the interview, Ingraham and Gohmert discussed the $1.6 billion the House already approved as the first step in building the border wall. And Gohmert noted the resistance in the Senate. Referencing, tr- <laughs> referencing Trump's August 22nd speech in Phoenix, Arizona, Gomer said, I had a problem with one thing in the Trump speech. And that was when he said, now the obstructionist Democrats would like us not to do it. Build the wall. And I'm going. What about some of the Republican leaders that are right there with the obstructionist Democrats? Trump was being so nice, I, I thought last night. Gohmert added that the Republican Congress have problems, he said. I'm so fed up with this. I think that some of us may just have to say, we're going to vote against every rule until you agree to have money in the there to build the wall, said Gohmert in the reference to the GOP obstruction. And, of course, what kind of a position gets the Republican leadership upset? But I'm sick of this. Because they're progs. I don't know why you don't understand it. They're progs. They, not, they work with Obamanists. They work against Trump. It's pretty pretty telling who they are, isn't it? This is ridiculous, he said. The wall was one of the things that got President Trump elected. And I'm very grateful that he wasn't hasn't walked away from that. The Texas congressman went on to talk about how some Republicans in Congress do not want President Trump to succeed. Of course they don't. That would mean undoing all their work over the last hundred years. I think that some of this is ridiculous. Texas congressman went on to talk about how some Republicans in Congress do not want President Trump to succeed. We all know this. I mean, if you don't know it, (coughs) excuse me, find a wall or a table and pound your forehead and on three times to reset your brain. 
there are people in our party that want to stop Trump, he said. But I think there may be some concern by establishment Republicans. Oh my gosh, if he gets the economy going like Reagan did, then he'll be unstoppable. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Or tells you where the Republican Party stands, right? It's, they want back their circus of bread and they're going to pull all the stops to do it. Trump has threatened to not sign off on federal funding at the end of September if the border wall money is not allocated, which could lead to a government shutdown. He's not gonna, they took that off the table when they, when they man-made that, that wacky storm in Texas. That makes no sense. Other than it was, it was man-made. Look it up. Unknown radar. Uh, radar picked up an unknown energy source three days before it made landfall. And if you notice, it waited till it got almost to Texas and it got worse. Then it got worse and worse. And then it did things like turn around, go back, get some more water, come back with a tropical storm, dump, and just dump on you. Then turn back around, go out to the Gulf again. But this time it's going to go north. Uh, well, many think this was a government storm that's supposed to stop Donald Trump from being able to hold them hostage over the border wall. Because like. There's no funding for the people in Texas if you shut down the government. So what are you going to do? See, they took it off the table. That's why that was a massive, massive thing. He he can't. It's going to be around. This problem's going to be around a year from now. Still be around. There's so much damage. Everything. All the houses have to be torn down because of mold. Torn down and rebuilt. Or you can hire those specialists. I wouldn't do that. I trust me on this. I don't care how good they are. Demolish it, build a new house. But you know, some people might want to think about not building where they keep getting this wacky weather. Because I don't think they like Texas because they're not on board with their liberal agenda. Oh, that's right, progressive agenda. Did they change their name again? I'm just checking. All right, Representative Gohmert said, I think that some of these guys in the Senate, Republicans, I mean, may welcome the president taking that position, thinking, aha, if the president is admittedly causing the shutdown, then we can join the Democrats and blame the president, and then McConnell's prediction, Trump won't be around that much longer, will come true. I didn't hear him say that, piece of crap. I I hope you're not going to be around much longer. <clears throat> These guys have no idea. The country is not going to turn on Trump, said Gomert. They're going to turn on the people in the Senate that are not doing their jobs. And if our leadership in the House turns on the president on the very issues that kept the majority and got Trump elected, he said, I think they're going to be the ones that are in terrible trouble. As I said, trying to remove Trump is foolish. You will cause a civil war. We want Trump. We want his agenda. You're getting in the way. Because it's not your agenda. It's opposite of your agenda. That's why. Look, just pay attention to what the leadership has been doing since, since Obama got elected. Obama got everything he wanted. 
Except for a couple of things who just went again, did, did an executive order. They, should, they could have impeached him right then and there. You cannot, no executive order is supposed to affect people outside his cabinet, which means we the people, states, etc. It's an interdepartmental memo. The problem is we have these bureaucracy, illegal, unconstitutional bureaucracies that was set up that do things like uh, put regs on companies, how much could come out of their smokestack, and so blah, 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 blah. Uh, technology, we get the cleanest stuff now. It's not a big deal. But you're going to hear it. Oh, they hate, they don't want us to have clean air and clean water. They do it all the time. It's all the time with conservatives and public. They just, oh, no, no. They just want us to have, go back to having dirty water. Nobody wants dirty water and dirty air. Nobody. Anyway, like I said, <clears throat> never Trumpers out there. It's time to get on board and stop being, stop helping the left. When you're helping the left, you must know you're behaving wrongly. The election is over. Always Trump is here. Never Trump. Didn't happen. He's here. Now, take three deep breaths and cowboy up. All right, again from CNS News by Dan Cadman. The House of Delegates to the American Bar Association the quasi-official body for lawyers throughout the United States has passed a resolution affirming its belief that immigration status alone shouldn't bar lawyers from practice. Oh, well, that case was already heard by the Supreme Court and and he was allowed to he was allowed to take the bar and become a lawyer illegally here. How can you be an officer of the court when you your very being here is a crime? Right. It's a continuous crime. Right. And you're the, and you're the, what? You're a lawyer? You're an officer of the court. You got to call ICE and, and tell them to deport you. That's what you should do. If now you know the law, you went to law school, you know the law. You're here illegally. You got to go. Well, what kind of lawyer do you tend to be exactly? One that doesn't have anything to do with the law? Even defense attorneys are, they are, they are of the court. And they have they have to live by the standards set, and you can't. How in the heck could you be, your very presence be a crime, and you get to walk into a courtroom and as a lawyer, like it just that's impossible. He should as soon as he walked in. If I was the judge, I'd say arrest him. We're gonna postpone till you get a new attorney. Arrest him. Then turn him over to ICE. Bye bye. No, we don't need more attorneys. At all. So, I don't know why he went to school for attorney. There's attorney around it. It's like an attorney on every block. That's why a lot of them are struggling to make money and a lot of them close their doors. Because it's just too many, there was too many lawyers. And that causes lawyers to run around ambulance chase. Which that, that doofus that ran with Gore, that's, that's how he made his money. Ambulance chaser. Again, from CNN, as I said that already. Oh, no, no, no. According to the ABA Journal, the ABA House of Delegates on Monday voted to urge Congress to allow state courts to permit immigrants, aliens, who are seeking legal status to obtain licenses to practice law and to support the principle that bar admission should not be denied based solely on immigration status. What, what the hell? Why not? 
And first of all, it'd be different if you said it was a legal alien than an illegal alien. They're entitled to nothing. Nothing. I know I'm mean. I don't care. They'd go back home and take uh, deal with their government. That's what they need to do. And they should go back and tell him, you better make a trade deal, new trade deal with Trump or there won't be any. And then we're all going to starve again. Uh, I have written about my dismay and disdain for this notion more than once. Most recently in July 19 blog, where I questioned how people who who daily must practice deception and whose very presence in this country is in violation of the law could possibly comply with the Bar Association Code of Ethics or be deemed officers of the court. You made my argument. Look at that. I'll admit, though, that part of me, the less noble part, is amused by the notion what could be better than seeing open borders lawyers advocating having to compete for their livelihood against those whom they are so keen to see overlooked and forgiven for their unlawful presence? What better way to snap their attention than to dig into the bottom lines? Schadenfreude. Oh, Schadenfreude. Doesn't get any better than that. Um, trying to remember what Schadenfreude means. It's a German saying. Look it up. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it. Hold on. S- I'll start you. S C H. Everybody, look this up. Okay. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. S C H A D E N F R U E U. Sorry, E U D E. Oh, okay. S C H A D E N F R E U D E. Yeah, the wind of him. I've also been pondering, as I did before, how and why allowing illegal aliens to practice law would be good for their clientele. Would you want to hire an attorney who might himself be arrested in the middle of your own legal entanglements, forcing you to start over with a new lawyer at great trouble and expense? Courts everywhere these days cite the need for judicial efficiency and economy as driving forces in the way they set dockets, move through cases, and dispose of motions. Why would any court be in favor of an arrangement where the arrest of one side or the other's counsel could happen at any time in the midst of proceedings because he or she is an illegal alien practicing law? Then consider this little thought experiment. You're sitting in an immigration court watching a removal case. The respondent, the alien defendant, is called before the judge. He is unaccompanied by counsel. The judge asks him if he is represented. The respondent says that he will represent himself. The judge asks whether he's sure that's wise. The respondent's answers were that he certain and I'm sorry, messed that all up. Sorry, where is it? The judge asks whether he's sure that's wise. The respondent answers that he's certain because he himself is an attorney. He then asks the immigration judge for continuance. The judge asks why and for how long. The respondent says, well, judge, it will have to be for quite a while. I'm carrying a pretty heavy caseload right now, and I have one civil proceeding in the midst of trial and another upcoming. I expect that between them and the other cases I'm representing, in which they will want me to continue as attorney of record, maybe I could show I could show back up here in, oh, say about two years. 
Okay, schadenfreude. Pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. That's it. Oh, Susie's leaked. Got to wipe the rim. Two years. I put him. I put him in jail just for contempt of court. Of course, in two years, it's all wet. The respondent will have continued a to take on more new cases in order to keep the money flowing in, with the happy consequence that it continues to make his appearing before the immigration judge remote a remote possibility. Since his removal would be would disrupt those cases in which he's an attorney of record. Now I don't suggest that the immigration judge would necessarily buy into that line of argument, but I can't absolutely say that he or she shouldn't wouldn't either. Uh, it's absurd, isn't it? But that, ladies and gentlemen, shows exactly how far the left, the ABA, has meandered in its official positions. We're going to be needing a button here soon. You have nothing to say about this? <laughs> I think he said it all. He did. And do. I said it all, too. <laughs> this is really, truly, Brian, how something could freaking happen like this. <laughs> Just these I don't understand why these people would even want somebody that was here illegal to be punished. You tell them that. You don't tell the clients that. Um, I'll handle it. Handle what? What you're trying to do. I doubt it. It cause the problem. Anyway, uh, it is time for us to go to a commercial before I push a button. So, can we go to commercial? Sure thing. All right. Here we go. All right, Jim Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to. What is term life insurance? It's basically a phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 917 2194. 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, that's 800-917-2194. Insurance. It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. 
For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Try not to hit play things, Susan, that aren't supposed to be played. All right, back to this. I'll try again. The triangle means play. Always. All right, now I don't suggest the immigration judge would necessarily buy into that line of argument, but I can't absolutely say that he or she wouldn't either. It's absurd, isn't it? But that, ladies and gentlemen, shows exactly how far the left, the ABA, has meandered in its official positions. And he had to say that again because? I don't know. Well, Brian, this just proves how absurd the judicial system is, all the way down to these organizations for lawyers. Yeah, well, we know the Bar Association is, uh, you know, corrupt and left, and they, they subvert the Constitution. They teach lawyers... The Constitution means something it doesn't mean. And then set and then six them on us. That's basically all the, the law the law does. The ABA. Anyway, um it's nice to see nice to see they now have an ABA. Because it used to be British. I don't like why the bar, British the bar says the British Association. Oh man, I forget now. Oh, you can look it up. <laughs> Looking everything up tonight. <laughs> a little fuzzy tonight, if you, could, if you couldn't tell. All right, uh, fuzzy muzzy report. You got something to play? I do. Hit the button. And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan. The good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hasbrolla bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. 
pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Parker Barbie. There already is a Burka Barbie, but we yes. haven't heard about her lately. Yeah. It's a couple <laughs> years ago. Might have pulled it off the market. Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Burka Barbie, that's good. Oh, the the funk one with Bush that was uh, Paul Shanklin, Shanklin.com. Sneaking in America. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> From the Washington Examiner. An Arab-American museum in Michiganistan, backed by the Smithsonian Institute and several major philanthropists, including former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, is being called out in a new book for hosting anti-Trump and anti-Israel exhibits. In no-go zones... How Sharia Law is Coming to a Neighborhood Near You, author Rahim Kassam reports on his recent visit to the Dearborn, ah, Dearborn, Michiganistan, Arab American National Museum, where he found an entire wall dedicated to the anti-President Trump activism. Okay, now he's from Breitbart. And oh, he... Breitbart's not, that's not a reliable source. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. What do you, what do you want, WAPO? I don't use them as a source. I use them as something to have an opinion about, but that's it. Well, and he um, he was born, I think in, it was in India, but he is part of the, he's the editor-in-chief for the um, British Breitbart. But he comes on and has a show every once in a while on talk radio show. But he was born in, born a Muslim because his parents were Muslim. And after, I think he said he turned like 15, he was like, this is nuts. Maybe nuts, but <laughs> they kill you for leaving Islam. Well, they so moved, you're a little nuts. They moved back to England. Yeah, have you been over there lately? I know, but this is when he, well, he's only, I think he's only like 30. He's young. If he's still there. No, he's not. He just, he he goes back and forth. He between the United States. Oh, uh, one of these dual citizen craps? No, he won't get dual citizen. Oh, he good. wouldn't do that for the. He wouldn't shame the American people by that. It's too precious to be an American. They should. Well, he should make everybody hear that. He did. He says it a lot when he's hosting I'm just the show. So tired of this government. He said, "I will not." Because they you know said, how he, "Why you know he you... said, you know how you felt about Islam? It's how I feel about this government." Yeah, he's he. Totally reject. He said it's. He said what you said. It's evil. It's yeah. a, and he says it on the show all the time. He's not afraid to say it. Neither are we. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Unfortunately, I can tend to be stupid that way. <laughs> no, you can. He and I can say it, in relative safety, until they get to the point where there's enough of them. Then they come after people like us. Well, aren't you having problems right now on the internet? Oh yeah, the social media, Facebook and Twitter—they've totally, totally screwed and locked me down. Well, no, aren't you Facebook saying stuff too? about Muslims? I always say stuff about Muslims. No, I mean when you were on the computer on the internet, That's you were saying there was a whole bunch of Muslims. Oh, you mean no? I didn't say that. I said a whole bunch of Arabs. I didn't say anything about Muslims. 
just all of a sudden I got all a lot of people following me that their page is in Arabic. And then there's hot girls, some of which are, you know, turn out to be watch, watch my sex video or something. And the new thing, you know, I get chats, people want to get to know me, but a woman wants to get to know me better. I'm like, I'm married. <laughs> you don't need to get, you don't need to get know me at all. All right. All right. No go zones. Uh, yes, they're here. They're here. The exhibit wrote Kassam, editor-in-chief of Breitbart London. So he's in London, Susan. And a former senior advisor to UK Brexit leader, Fijel Farage. Nigel. Yeah, he did it right, Farage. Uh, featured a recreated tweet from then-Indiana Governor Mike Pence decrying Muslim, a Muslim ban. I wondered why there isn't a placard somewhere nearby explaining that the Trump and and Pence administration had clarified the ban, instead pressing for a far more reasonable temporary travel restriction, combined with extreme vetting. It seemed like the Saudi-funded museum was propagating old and therefore fake news. News to its visitors, ostensibly to whip up resistance against the U.S. government, he wrote in the book, Provided to Secrets Monday in advance of its release Monday night. Pictures from anti-Trump marches in Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, and Oakland, California adorn the walls around the tweet. Aside from the photos of the marches, the backbone of this exhibit seems to be quotes from hijab-clad march, march attendees and the glorification of nonsensical placards that read, Palestinian justice is a feminist value. Because Sam had it. Oh, my God. No, it's not. The museum had no immediate comment. He also detailed anti-Israel exhibits in the Popular Museum, concluding perhaps these exhibits would all be completely normal in the Arab world. But this was Detroit, not Damascus. Dearborn, not Doha. I left the museum with a sense of disgust. Witnessing foreign government funding being used for anti-American activism in the heart of the United States filled me with an impending sense of doom. It was just as Marion Lee Penn and my guide in Brussels told me. They're using Western liberties, in this case the First Amendment against us. In the book from Regnery Publishing, Kassam points to areas of the U.S., France, England, Sweden, and elsewhere. Arab neighborhoods are closed off to authorities, and Sharia law is practiced. It was released just hours after a new suspected terror attack in Paris. Regnery said that Kassan goes into Islamic areas you might not even know existed. Communities, neighborhoods, and whole city districts from San Bernardino, California, a no-go zone of the mind, to Hamtram, Michiganistan especially an Islamic colony in the Midwest. From Malmo, Sweden, to the heart of London, England, where infidels are unwelcome, Islamic law is king and extremism grows. He notes that the areas are not similar to ethnic neighborhoods around the world. No-go zones are not the same as Little Poland in Detroit or Little Italy in New York. 
They are closed communities of immigrants who are not interested in integrating into the cultures they migrate to. He wrote, adding, it is naive to ignore the impact of Islam has had on other on the areas where it's allowed to supplant native cultures. It's a matter of time. Trump put a kibosh on this. This would have happened here. No-go zones. I don't think Little Somalia is a no-go zone yet. Maybe it is. Michigan you know, Dearborn State is right, right for Muslims. And they do not, they do not assimilate to other cultures. They make other cultures assimilate to Islam. In other words, as the word Islam means, submission. From World Net Daily. The United States is under threat from shadow jihadi groups, and the government is turning a blind eye. That's the belief of Chris Gobatz, a man who went undercover as a Muslim convert to gather intelligence on Muslim organizations in the United States. Gobatz infiltrated the Council on American-Islamic Relations, or CARE, as an intern and gathered around 12,000 pages of care documents that were scheduled for destruction. His story is featured in Muslim Mafia, Inside the Secret Underworld That's Conspiring to Islamicize America, a book authored by his father, Paul David Kabatz, an Arabic linguist and former U.S. Air Force Special Investigations Special Agent. Muslim Mafia documents CARE's connection to the Muslim Brotherhood, which, according to a document entered into evidence in a terror funding trial, is intent on establishing Islamic law to the United States. Kabatz notes that many people in the United States believe that only Europe has such problems, but he contends that everything happening in Europe will eventually come to the United States. We're seeing in Europe the migration of Muslims into European countries completely changing the demographics of Europe, Kabatz told World Net Delhi. We're seeing in Europe the migration of Muslims. We're seeing the clampdown on free speech in Europe. People are literally being harassed by the police, and in some cases arrested for simply making truthful remarks in social media about Islam. World Net Daily has reported extensively on the censorship of views critical of Islam across the European continent. Gabatz noted it's already happening in the United States, in places such as Minneapolis. Really? Minneapolis? Minnesota Stan? I th- thought Dearborn Stan was the worst part. <clears throat> Where was I? Ah, uh, Minneapolis. You have entire enclaves that are essentially no-go zones for not only law enforcement, but also citizens. Due to the resettlement of primarily Muslim Somalis to the city, People that grew up in Minnesota stand 20 years ago cannot recognize the Minneapolis today. Kabaz believes that organizations such as the Muslim Brotherhood are no different from the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda. They have the exact same goal and agenda. Kabaz said groups such as the Muslim Brotherhood have extensive influence in American universities and elsewhere. The Muslim Students Association, which 
the Department of Justice identified as a Muslim Brotherhood organization. It wants to shut down. Has over 700 chapters all over the United States. According in uh, Antifa now, <clears throat> according to Gabbat's, 80 percent of mosques in the United States are also aligned with the Muslim Brotherhood from a military perspective. Gabbat claims this is an insurgency. I agree, and it's sedition, which is against the law. Look it up, sedition. Oh, we're moving on to medical madness. <laughs> so you're not going to say anything about that article? Again, uh, I found one that said it all. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should read it first and go, well, yeah, there's really not much to apply I do one. read it first. I always read it, but I never, I, it means something different to me than it does to you. You can close that curtain all the way. Um... I'm sorry. So I can't ever tell <laughs> because I get a different take on it than you do. It just reminds me of a military saying that suck less. Uh, you're sitting next to me every show. You should know all about this stuff by now. Just by osmosis, for goodness sake. No. I am my own person. Oh, that's dumb because learning from somebody else is the only way to learn it's to find someone that knows something that you don't and you suck their brain dry that's what i did oh i before we go on i do have um, oh one day i'm gonna have to do my credentials too yeah i have a button to push but before we go on i did see a article i was going to use it but i wasn't sure if it was fake news and i didn't have time to go by you because you can take out fake news all the time there is a de- Department of Justice <coughs> investigation into two pastors in the United States. They want to know what the- they wanted them to come before them under oath and tell them what their Islamic views are, what materials they have against Islam. This is the this is the current Department of Justice, but I don't know if it's fake or not, so I didn't do it. Because I cannot believe that under Jeff Sessions, the Justice Department would go after pastors for their beliefs or their their criticism of Islam. That's just like England. It probably started at Obama, and he he might not be aware of it. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. At that, least he got rid of that practice where banks would tell gun gun shops that they they couldn't use them anymore. They couldn't deposit in their banks. They couldn't use credit cards, ATM, nothing. I forget what... Ah, Operation Choke Point. That's what it's called. And it choked a lot of dealers out of business. Because they could no longer do business. Someone comes in with a credit card. It's like, I can't take credit cards. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That all this stuff is was put into motion so that it can't be undone. That's what it they did. It can be undone. But it's... Not all of it. I mean, all of it can be undone, but it won't be. Because it's too much. Uh, Trey Gowdy said it best. Uh, it's pervasive throughout the whole government. That's why he hasn't moved on it. It It's too big. All I say is, okay, how big it is. Take down this country. Take down that, that government. I don't care. Take down the government. Get together with fellow conservatives. Have a plan for when, the, when you take down the government to replace it back to the 
constitutional republic uh, it's meant to be. That's what I'd like to see happen. Because I know all those bureaucrats are lefties. They're all left-wing little progressive socialist, commie, fascist, statist bastards that happen to work for the national government. Oh, wait, they don't. They work for us. I had a problem with someone uh, that I like who said that uh, that they, they, they are civil servants and uh, they work for the president. No, they don't. They work for the people, as the president does. Uh, everybody works for the people. All government is supposed to work for the people. Not do stuff they want. Do stuff the people want. But that's not what we've been getting. Again, we need people to take things back from the ground up. School board first. Don't skip any steps. Go through every, all the lower governments until you get up to the leg, state legislature and finally govern, and then reassert constitutional sovereignty. Take all the illegal lands that are federal, meaning parks and BLM and forest service in the state. All gone because they're not allowed to own forests. and they're, no, Not allowed any of that. No the, no, the Antiquities Act is unconstitutional, and it was put in by a Prague president called Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was a lying piece of crap. He claimed, he claimed he's, he, he claimed he headed the charge up San Juan Hill. But reviewing history, turns out someone, some other officer was at San Juan Hill. He was not. He was at a different hill. That wasn't that big a deal. San Juan Hill was a big deal. They brought Gatlin guns and everything. His not so much. His is more like his is more like a, a slight slope. <laughs> a lot of people do not know that. You know that, right? I know it. I, I, there are people who still revere him as a, as a great president. He's <laughs> if you want to blow anybody off of the mountain, that Teddy to Teddy Roosevelt. All right. Uh, yes, he's a piece of crap and nobody knows it you have to look it up i don't expect you to believe well, me look it up i don't that's the whole that's the whole point though brian i don't want them to get rid of anybody you know what i'm saying no the I, statues the the name the, i mean it's too oh no i where. said i said if did you hear me say if i did hear you say yeah that. it's not the ones you're it's not washington you're gonna knock off we're gonna want knocked off no, I'm sorry. And no, there's no spot for Obama because he's a piece of crap, not a good president at all. Ran this country nearly into into insolvency on purpose. Once a Prague, always a Prague. Even a Muslim Prague. Well, and that goes for the Bushes as well. Bushes were Prague's. I say that all the time. Yeah. They were. They were. The best president in, in the 20th century was a team, actually. It was Coolidge and Harding. Next up, Reagan. But next up, he wasn't as good. But he, you know, he had to fight a more hostile Congress than uh, than Harding and Coolidge did. Although, yeah, like al- although uh, the, the, right after that is you know right before that, those are the Roaring Twenties. So, so they picked this up after Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson's progressive government ran into the ground. They came in and did just what they undid all this stuff they did, turned it, turned it around, got rid of regulations. Exactly what Trump's doing. Yep. And Trump's doing it in a very hostile environment. Very hostile. Uh, so he's doing a pretty good job. I mean, these people are recalcitrant. They don't think they don't think there's going to be any blowback for them 
fighting the president's agenda. But I got to go to break. Junk Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Uh, the Israeli ambassador to the United States today called out the chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee and categorically denied that he ever said Republican policies were bad for Israel. The back and forth began yesterday when the chairwoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the congresswoman from Florida, criticized the Republican attacks on the president over Israel. She told a group of people at the DNC, quote, we know and I've heard no less than Ambassador Michael Oren say this, that what the Republicans are doing is dangerous for Israel. Earlier today, Ambassador Oren issued a statement denying that he'd ever called Republican policies harmful for Israel. We're going to kill this last break. And that his nation has friends in both the United States political parties. As I mentioned, Debbie Wasserman Schultz is with us. He says he didn't say that. And I didn't say he said that. And unfortunately, that uh, that comment was reported by a conservative newspaper. Not surprising that they would deliberately... Well, I, I, I told you this, and sharing this with you. We know, and I've heard no less than a doctor Michael Oren say this, that what the Republicans are doing is dangerous for Israel. They are undermining Israel's security by suggesting that the United States and Israel don't have anything other than a unique and close and special relationship. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the President, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. 
uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course and handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm trying your think. Move your hand, please. Anyway, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour three. Uh, I was out victory and I just got attacked by something. Charged me. I didn't get a chance to see what it was because I didn't have a flashlight. Which I should know better. Alright, where were we? Oh, goodness, this thing. Alright, Medical Madness from The Guardian. 
Australian researchers have made a breakthrough in the treatment of peanut allergy in children. A small clinical trial conducted at the Murdoch Children's Research Institute has led to two-thirds of the children treated with an experimental immunotherapy treatment being cured, cured of their allergy. Importantly, this desensitization to peanuts persisted for up to four years after treatment. These children had been eating peanut freely in their diet without having to follow any particular program of peanut intake in the years after treatment was completed, said the lead researcher, Professor Mimi Tang. Peanut allergy is the most common cause of anaphylaxis, a life-threatening allergic reaction, and one of the most common causes of death from food allergy. To combat this, Tang and immunologists and allergists pioneered a new form of treatment that combines a probiotic with peanut oral immunotherapy, known as PPOIT. Instead of avoiding the allergen, uh, the treatment is designed to reprogram their immune system's response to peanuts and eventually develop tolerance. It's through that combining the probiotic with the immunotherapy gives the immune system the nudge it needs to do this, according to Tang. Actually, it's probably Dang, because it's, I don't know, if he's Chinese, it's Dang. 48 children were enrolled in the PPOIT trial and were randomly given either a combination of probiotic lactobacillus rhamnosus with peanut butter protein in increasing amounts or a placebo once daily for 18 months. 48 children were enrolled. um, Sorry. At the end of the original trial in 2013, 82% of children who received the immunotherapy treatment were deemed intolerant to peanuts, compared with just 4% in the placebo group. Four years later, the majority of the children who gained initial tolerance were still eating peanuts as part of their normal diet, and 70% passed a further challenge, (laughs) challenge test to confirm long-term tolerance. Tang said the results were exciting and had been life-changing for participants. The way I see it, it is that we had children who came into the study allergic to peanuts, having to avoid peanuts in their diet, being very vigilant around that, carrying a lot of anxiety with that, and at the end of the treatment, and even four years later, many of these children who had benefited from our probiotic peanut therapy could now live like a child who didn't have peanut allergy. Results are published in the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health. If confirmed by larger clinical studies, the broader hope is that this treatment could have an impact on the high rates of food allergy among children. This is a major step forward in identifying an effective treatment to address the food allergy problem in Western societies. From the Salt Lake Tribune. Actually, I have something to say first. Um, We've done food allergies on this show, especially peanut, and how it's 
it is completely ridiculous that just because there some kids have peanut allergy, I can't bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to school with me. His rights have now supplanted mine, and that's when it ends. It's nonsense. You don't say nobody's allowed to have peanuts in the whole building just because little Tommy's a peanut allergy. Little Tommy needs to either suck it up or go someplace else. I know. Cold, heartless bastard. No, I'm not. I care about all the kids that you're going to fu- you're gonna mess with for your child. So you're focused on your child, just your child. I'm focused on the whole school system. Peanut butter and jelly is a mainstay for poor, pa- poor, poor families. I grew up on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch. Now you can't even bring a peanut butter sandwich. So some places, if you bring a sweet and give it to somebody else, you're even allowed to do that. Sharing your that's something you're taught here. I have you want some? You hands up to them. No, one kid got expelled for doing just that. I forget what the candy was. It was a piece of candy. That was considered something about uh, promoting bad, bad habits or something. I don't know what the justification was. It was idiotic. But what you gonna do? From the Salt Lake Tribune, a nurse says she was assaulted and illegally arrested by a Salt Lake City police detective for following a hospital policy that does not allow blood draws from unconscious patients. Footage from the University Hospital and officer body cameras show Detective Jeff Payne and Nurse Alex Woobles in a standoff over whether the policeman should be allowed to get a blood sample from a patient who had been injured in a July 26 collision in northern Utah that left another another driver dead. Wobble says blood cannot be taken from an unconscious patient unless the patient is under arrest. You take, you take, what are you talking about? You take blood from unconscious patients all the time. I did my rotation in the ICU, CCU. I know what they do, and they don't do it well. I know, because you have no idea how many times they came over and said, could you, could you, see, could you start an IV for me? I'm, like, I'm having problems. I'm like, uh, sure. I'll go over and... That was one of my pet peeves, too. I was really bad at IVs. I just really was. I wasn't until I wasn't. See, you just got to be persistent. This is a Utah law, and I think it's really stupid. Utah is really stupid in, and some, I think it in has, some ways. So, and yeah. I think it has to do with Mormonism. But I didn't get I didn't when I tried to do a search to find out, I couldn't find it. It wasn't to do with Mormonism. And she's a, she, a, well, look, maybe she doesn't think she's allowed this. The guy was in an accident. It's just like, it's just the way you do things. You want to find out if he was under the influence. That would explain in a part of why the accident happened. And who did, and who's more responsible. That's why they wanted the blood test. There's no reason. They, they could, she could have made some kind of nonsense about it. Well, without a warrant, I can't give you his blood. Well, that's what they say later on in the uh, article. Well, that you need a warrant. Yeah, well, you don't really, but you do. Well, you have never taken blood from an unconscious person, have you? At a scene? I, they're not at the scene, they're at the emergency room. Well, I know that, but at, when in your experience at the scene, have you had to take blood from an unconscious person? On the scene? I don't yeah. waste time taking blood on the scene. Oh, actually, that's not true. I, right. I, I, I wasn't supposed to, but I did. Um, they used to give me, at the 
you know, the hospitals. I used to go, they used to spot me with the little, the little uh, batch of, what else, vacuum uh, vials? Yep. I used to go, they, you know, I knew which one, which ones they needed, and I always made <laughs> Because of the top coloring, of the tops of them. That's, right. That's what designates what the test is for. Right. But I knew which ones to take for what and what not to take. I didn't just take them all all the time. You know, we have a whole bunch of those from when I was a, a nurse. <laughs> what, what do you do with it? Yellow top, blue top, red top. I guarantee you by now they're dry. Yeah, I know. I'm t- and besides the fact they probably changed all the colors. I mean, I've been out of medicine for a long time. They probably changed everything. I don't everything. think they will. It's just too standard. Like, yo, I need, they say, give me a, give me a tiger top, the tiger top and a, and a R and a red top. And uh what was the other one? Blue. No, sometimes, but there was another one. Anyway, it didn't matter. Uh, yeah, they're all—they're not going to change that because that's how they look. That's how they look at the vials. If they change what they already are, you have to relearn the whole thing. It's stupid. So why would they change it? They probably added more tops to it. I don't know. What? I don't know. Blood tests are important. They are. Especially for ACLS. All right. Um... Where was I? Didn't I already read that? You read the first paragraph. No, or the second paragraph. Footage. The detective acknowledges in the footage that none of those requirements is in place, but he insists that he has the authority to obtain the draw, according to the footage. You know what I would have said, right? Take it yourself. At one point, Payne threatens to make Wubbles to jail if he doesn't get the sample, and he accuses her of interfering with a criminal case. I either go away with blood in vials or body in tow, Payne says. After Wubbles consults with several hospital officials and repeats the policy, Payne tells her she is under arrest and grabs her, pulling her arm behind her back and handcuffing her. The footage shows the detective dragging the Wubbles out of the hospital and putting her inside a patrol car as she screams, help, 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 somebody help me, help, stop, stop, I did nothing wrong. He told you what he was going to do. Cops don't mess around. When they say they're going to take you in, they're going to take you Yeah, but he has no reason to do that. Uh, Interfering with a governmental officer. Again, you would have just said, do it yourself. Well, yeah, if if I didn't want to do it, I have no problem giving him blood. What's the big deal? It was a big deal, and he got in a lot of trouble for this because I heard an update. Well, he went, took it a little far, so that he arrested yeah, her. Yeah, I know. Well, There's so he gets a, his. Good for him. He's going to get a lawsuit, too. Oh, well, we'll see. Well, he's already, the update is he was already suspended from this duty. There's a special, uh, what do you call it, uh, squad that goes out and takes blood samples from criminals. Uh-huh. He was suspended from that, but he was allowed to continue as a detective. As the ongoing investigation happened. Why not? Again, Brian, the police state. I understand, but it's usually a good idea just to listen to the officer because it's just you and the officer, you know what I mean? And if he decides he wants to do something, then he will. Yeah, but there was a bunch of witnesses there. The the supervisor, nursing supervisor, was there. They were calling the president of the hospital at the time that this happened. I mean, it wasn't a little deal. And to tell you the truth, I'm sorry. That's my patient. You don't get to harm my patient or touch my patient. Depends on the law, Susan. If the law says, 
He's allowed to draw. He's allowed to draw blood. Then he's allowed to draw blood. But it didn't, and she told him that, and she called the lawyers, and they told him that too. Well, what do you want, Susan? I don't care. I really don't. Someone's dead because of a drunk driver, and uh, we need to make sure we get that on record. You get invo- you stop that process, and you are impeding an officer in his duty, and that's obstruction of justice. The guy isn't going anywhere. Go get a warrant. Blood, alcohol levels drop over time. If you don't get a sample early on, you won't know what his blood level was. By the time you come back, it'll be different. So he might not, they might not go over the limit. But at the time he was there, he would have been over the limit. Well, this is going to be going ongoing. And it was a pretty big deal. But like I said, it depends on what the actual law says. And just because the attorneys of the hospital say something, that means nothing. Well, I know. I had to go through that, right? I got my just own call law the, book. Just call the district attorney and have him call the hospital and tell him, if you don't do, if you don't do this, I'm going to have them arrest you. And I am going to try you for interfering with a government official in the performance of its duties. That is, and I, I had to use that on people. Uh, that's That's the law. Anyway, I don't know what the law is in Utah. They got wacky stuff. Um, a University of Utah police officer and other officers who provide security for the hospital were present at the time of the arrest and did not intervene. As he stands in the hospital parking lot after the arrest, Payne says to another officer that he wonders how this event will affect an off-duty job transporting patients for an ambulance company. I'll bring them all of the transients and take good patients elsewhere, Payne says. Parts of the footage were shown the Thursday at a news conference at the office of Caraporta, a Salt Lake City attorney representing Wobbles. What a name, Wobbles. That's a weird name. Uh, that threat, he says, I actually did that. There was, a, there was a certain staff at a certain hospital that would ignore you when you came in. And my patient needs, one, needs attention. Number two, I need to get back and available so I can help somebody else. So they give me a lot of, you know, shuck and jive. And I'm like, I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not really going to ask twice. You need to take report for me now. And they ignored me. So, okay. So they kept me out. Hey, look, I'm out of service. I'm not even working. So what do I complain about? Uh... I had to sit at the hospital with my patient until they did report. Fine. I told the, I told the, uh, what's the chief? Lieutenant? Chief nurse. Uh, head, head nurse. nurse who was in charge of the ER. I told her what I was going to do. I said, this was a big mistake, and I'm going to show you why. And I walked out. I got my ambulance. I went. I went to a, an area where I knew there was a bunch of homeless people, and I said, "Hey, you want some? Uh, what? What? We want, want some money and a little food? Come on, get in the ambulance." And then I take him to that the hospital, and uh, there'd be like five of them. In one one drip was like five really smelly, disgusting homeless people, and I did that. Over and over, and I wouldn't take any real patients to. I bypassed the hospital. I gave them all these. Every every day, I gave them more homeless people until they begged me to stop. He was a New York City paramedic at the time. Yeah, so they begged me to stop. 
I said, fine. When I come in here, I expect someone to take a report. I don't have all day. I, this, this ambulance is supposed to be available for emergencies, not sitting in the parking lot waiting for you to decide to get around to the emergency staff that just walked in the door. And then she apologized. It won't happen again. I said, okay, you know what's going to happen if you do it again, right? Yeah? Good. Guess us so we're clear. Yeah, Brian's just right of Genghis Khan. No, as you know, uh, as my best friend Hedwood said, I'm an uncooperative phallic symbol. That's where I got the whole uncooperative from. I was always messing around with government. Anyway, you sit around listening to this and go, man, how can I hear it live? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Okay. <laughs> if you want to hear the Uncooperative Radio Show live, you have to go to uncooperativeradio.com, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's 10, 8 p.m. Mountain, five, eight, uh, six, 7% Pacific. That's pretty much all of it except for Alaska. Anyway, well, I'll tell you. If you want to hear it live, it's on cooperativeradio.com where you can hear all our shows for free, either streaming live, played off the server, or downloaded, all available for free. Don't worry about it. There's three shows there. It's not just one, it's a station. There's two history shows and the Uncooperative Radio Show, which also does some history, but the two dedicated history shows. So you've got three three really good shows all in one place. Why would you ask for that? You can't listen to uh oh you can't listen to the Patriots Pub Live. That was a three and a half year project that was terminated. Uh, so please listen from episode one if you're interested in really understanding the Constitution. Uh, so we can also be heard at iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, and I'm getting I'm getting enough Blueberry because I don't know what they, they do to me over there, but zero people find me there. It's just ridiculous. I'm sure they're progs, that's why. So we have a Facebook page, but I don't have a news feed because it's in Facebook prison, but you can go over there and interact with the rest of them. They got something going on. You know, I just, I can't see it. So don't, there's nothing, don't be surprised if I'm not reading your tweets because I won't see them. I mean, your Facebook pages. Anyway, Twitter account. They've, uh, I've got that too. If you're a Twitter person, please go to Uncooperative Radio. Just do a search for Uncooperative Radio. And get over there and like it and love it and all that kind of stuff. Rate it, whatever each site does. It's also a suppressed account. Uh, you know, seven over 7,000 followers and two people. I reached two people, according to stats, out of 7,000. How could I only reach two people? Because they already told us these algorithms are... Doing things like, uh, well, we'll just push that down so nobody sees it. So put it on the last page. You know, that's the kind of stuff they're doing. Or just let them only see it once in a while. I, I really don't know what their algorithm does. I just know that uh, I got fed up and I'm over on Gab. If you don't know about Gab, Gab.ai. It's, it's like Twitter, only you have more characters. And it's free speech, period. I don't care. The right or the left. It's free speech. And then there's also, for Facebook people, Keckworks is a little bit more like it. It's very, very ground floor, just started. Uh, the guy did it just to replace something else that was taken down. So you get over there now, you're on the ground floor, if you know what I mean. Every day new people are finding it. 
and you might as well go and get yourself an account now. But the good thing about Gab for Twitter people is it's a button you can turn it on or off. It your posts will also go to Twitter. So if you like me, I have my Twitter sending to my Facebook page. So you see how all that worked? Keckworks.com. It's really cool. Give it a shot. Try it out. It's nice to have free speech. We're rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com, which has two, count them, two channels of streaming conservative talk radio 24-7. We are on the Encore channel. And we are on 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, through RedStateTalkRadio.com, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, Alexa. You get the idea, right? If, if check if you're in a favorite spot, check to see if my show's there. If not, add it or have me add it. Contact me. On the side, on the right right side panel, if you go to Red State Talk Radio, the sidebar, that has the two players, tells you who's playing, two numbers. One number is just for listening. You don't have enough data, whatever the case may be, you just listen on the phone. No charge on our side. I don't know, I, I can't imagine that you don't have unlimited long distance. I mean, pretty standard nowadays. So, don't forget while you're there to check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's free, it's good, you'll like it. It's not the host, separate writers on the, from the internet. You'll recognize some of them. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. We don't we don't pay attention to that stuff. Anyway, you might hear our paid commercials. There's obvious ones that seem like paid commercials. We don't get paid for airing the commercial. We only get paid when you call the number in the ad. So please, if you're at all interested in the product, write down the number from the ad. If you get there on your own, we won't get paid, the ad company won't get paid, and it's not good. Anything? Nope. Whoa. <laughs> Segment three, we made it? We did. The invention that shook the modern world from World Net Daily. Oh, do you know that solar panels were created in the 1800s? No. Yep. They were. Some rich guy had it. On his building. Really? Yeah. It's old technology. This is not like, it's just, it's making it efficient enough, make it price, make the price good enough, et cetera, et cetera. It takes a long time. It did a lot of research. And you can thank those evil oil companies. They're the ones that make the majority of solar panels. They're the ones that did all the work. And otherwise you get it from China and China just stole the information from them. So. Well, I, you know what? While you're talking about this, since we're talking about inventions, what do you think about uh, Trump putting tariffs on China solar panels because people are going crazy about it? Um, China's a problem. They were taking advantage of us for far too long. And Trump's going to end that. And I'm sorry. First of all, you stole our intellectual property. That's how you made solar panels. So it's really our solar panels. You're lucky I just don't come there and take them all. But you put tariffs on things because trade imbalances, that's what tariffs are for. They're not new. They've been around since the inception and before the inception of our country. This is how trade is done. Your most favored nation, no tariffs. Anything else, it depends on how the severity of how bad the relationship is. So with China, our relationship is pretty bad. And they've been getting away with a lot 
way too much. You know, somebody actually said the reason that North Korea is acting up is because that's how China's getting back at us for the tariffs. No. They don't want a nuclear peninsula, and it, Trump's looking like he's going to put missiles in Japan and South Korea if they want them, Taiwan. You know, the freaking Clintons and the Obamas made it like a huge, giant, horrible game of risk. That's how they left the world for Donald Trump. A horrible, horrible game of risk. Okay. That's a pretty easy game to defeat. So before you go on to the modern world, the best creations. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. So I've radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Hour half of three. I do want to tell the folks out there, if you would like to get my novel, Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America, and my children's books. I have three children's books up at Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Do a search for Susan Francis Bonner. That's Francis with an E, not like Popeye. Susan Francis Bonner. It'll all come up, the e-books. Yep. And the e-books, for the children's books were illustrated by my nephew. How much are your books? My novel is seven ninety nine, and my children's books are four ninety nine. Okay. And I want to thank people that have been buying it because we have gotten feedback that they have yeah. been purchased. It's not feedback. It's called stats. Oh, I went back to the invention that shook the modern world. Oh. From World Net Daily. Mankind began the invention of writing around 3,300 before Christ. That's that's just what I call it. Western civilization wrote on papyrus reeds from the Nile Delta palm leaves, parchment from the animal skins, and vellum from caskin. The Chinese developed the process of making paper from tree pulp or rags beginning in 175 A.D. Ominous, dominance, don't pass the biscuits. During the Han Dynasty, Chinese scholars placed paper over stone engravings of Confucius texts and made rubbings with charcoal. 
This developed into laying paper over raised stone letters covered with ink, a technique which spread to other countries like Japan, where Nara Empress printed Buddhist charm in 768 AD. Using a method that carved wooden or baked clay blocks, China during the Tang Dynasty created what would be considered the first printed book in 868 A.D. In China, Bai Sheng invented movable type printing with porcelain characters during the Song Dynasty, 1041, leading to China being the first to have printed paper currency. Oh, you fools. Printing of currency using copper plates occurred on a mass scale during Kublai Khan's Yan Dynasty, 1215 to 1294. After being mentioned by Marco Polo, China's overprinted currency led to it being devalued, resulting in an exploding inflation. Ultimately, the currency depreciated by 1,000%, causing the country to become politically unstable and ending the Mongolian Yan Dynasty in 1368. The sheer number of Chinese characters through over the 50,000 discouraged China from making further printing innovations. In 12, paper money has failed throughout history. Failed. We have fiat currency here. It is backed by nothing. It's a worthless piece of paper. Again, it says coin, not print. They had printed money. They didn't want it. And this is one of the reasons why. In 1234, Korea's Goryeo Dynasty invented the first metal movable type printing press. In 1443, Korean Emperor Sejong the Great introduced a 24-letter Hangul alphabet, which made printing practical. In nearly the same time on the other side of the world, Johannes Gutenberg invented the Western world's first metal movable type printing press. Western civilization had long been using a phonetic alphabet dating back to a Semitic alphabet around 1500 BC. It was not until 1400 AD that Europeans first began using carved wooden blocks applied with ink to print religious messages. On August 21st, 1455, Gutenberg printed his masterpiece, the Gutenberg Bible, regarded as the first book of significance ever printed. No longer copied tediously by hand and changed to pulpits, Bibles were soon mass-produced. Gutenberg, whose name means beautiful mountain, wrote of his 42-line Gutenberg Bible, also called the Mazarin Bible, 1455, God suffers in the multitude of souls whom his word cannot reach. Religion, religious truth is imprisoned in a small number of manuscript books which can find instead of spread the public treasure. Let us break the seal which seals up holy things and give wings to truth in order that she may win every soul that comes into the world by her word, no longer written at great expense by hands easily pulsed 
but multiplied like the wind by an untiring machine. Gutenberg continued, yes, it's a press, certainly, but a press from which shall flow the inexhaustible streams, the most abundant and most marvelous liquor that has ever flowed to relieve the thirst of men. Through it, God will spread his word, a spring of pure truth shall flow from it. Like a new star, it shall scatter the darkness of ignorance and cause a light hitherto-fore unknown to shine among men. Now, what if... <laughs> what if... Oh, boy, I like this game. What if they invented this wonderful machine now since they changed all the patent rules? Uh, they need to change... I, we don't know if Trump changed it back or not. Well, uh, we did list all of his accomplishments, and the people that are keeping an eye on this didn't mention that. It's been a while since then. Mm-mm, we just did it last show. You don't know a bunch of stuff he's doing. That's a week ago, Susan. Okay, but what? say he didn't. And this invention was made now, here in the United States. I don't know what the patent laws were like back in 1455, Susan. I don't even know if they exist. There wasn't a lot of big companies that steal your stuff. Yeah, but they would steal it now, wouldn't they? They have, and they will continue to. That's why they changed it to, like, European. You know, notice Europe doesn't invent anything anymore. No. So we did, but now Obamanus put gave us the same protection that the rest of the world uses. Europe uses. We're in, more in line with them. Why do I want to be more in line with them? They're idiots, and it's wrong. All the major inventions, the United States of America made them. Well, and Unleash us again and watch it happen. And what you bring up is a good point, especially with all the fuzzy muzzies moving into Europe. They're going to be destroying things, not inventing things. Well, they haven't been inventing anything, Susan. Look at history. Pick, th- look, computers, who invented it? We did. Uh-huh. TV. We did. Radio. We did. I- Automobiles. We did. Yeah, you can keep going. The light bulb. Absolutely almost everything that modern man uses today was invented by an American. Right, and they're trying to change that. And even the cotton gin was was invented by an American, a black American. He wasn't black. Eli Whitney? Yeah, he wasn't black. He just he invented it to end oh, slavery. I thought he was black. No, he's not black. He was he was some he was an abolitionist and if the government had stayed out of it and just did its constitutional duty, that cotton gin would have freed the slaves. Oh, and We I'm... didn't need a civil war like you people are pushing for now. Never Trump, impeach Trump, blah, blah, blah. Destroy Trump. Oh, and the idiots that say assassinate Trump. Yeah, that's good. And then you got, what, what's that, Kathy Griffith? What a dumbass. She doesn't longer... She, I thought she was She's gone. not sorry anymore. I thought she was gone. She gets her place back with the with the people on the left by coming out and saying... I'm not sorry. And so she gave some lame excuse. Didn't even sound like she knew what she was talking about because someone gave her the talking points. She just worked her way back into the cabal. She should have just stayed alone and cried. Um, I don't think anybody's going to see her except progressives. I, I would never watch her comedy again. Oh, you're right. He wasn't. He was a white man. You know, one of the women of the Web Revolution that we had done was in uh, was 
ended up um, helping him with money, finances from her uh, business to invent this. I think she was a poetress. I'd have to go look in my notes because we've been doing so many Women of the Revolution, which I never thought we'd be able to do, Brian. It's been over three years. We're still finding women. Well, there's a lot of women. The thing is, if you could find a record of them, well, that's the hard part. It is the hard part. And we have been finding records of them. And if we don't have that much information, how we do the show, how we handle that, is we either go to what their husbands were doing, uh, like the signers of the Declaration of Independence. We do that once a month, the wives of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. And or we highlight everything that was around them, where they lived, what was going on during the revolution, you know, to keep it um, interesting. Because you're right, there's when it came to that portion of writing down history, it's body with the women. Oh, but, of course there is, because uh, the women were more behind the scenes. Yes, they were very and, much. So. Yeah, and the men were very out front and and wrote heavily. Nobody beat Thomas Jefferson as a writer. He wrote. Everything down. But, you know, in all the recounts of the men and the women, the men always referred to the women for guidance. They were always asked them what they thought. I mean, women were hot. We were very, very smart back then. All of them, all of America was smart. Uh, you were a lot smarter before feminism started. Exactly. It's just, and... And, and the stupid suffrage thing. You had more power behind the scenes than you did up front. You're just a vote. Behind the scenes, you can manipulate people. Like Alexander Hamilton did. No, I don't mean evilly <laughs> like him. Evil. I mean like... I can't believe that. Guidance with, your husband, guidance with your husband, another opinion to, to, to take... It, it's a way of having some kind of discussion about it, no matter what the position is. It's like... At least I have two opinions going on here. Well, and they did. And did I miss something? The, and, the, and John Adams often missed everything. And they really did honor their counsel. It wasn't like they were blowing them off. They really honored that what their opinions were. Yeah, of course they did, but then they made their own mind up. And sometimes it would be what the woman wanted, sometimes it wouldn't be. But at least it's advice. It, it it's good to have a sounding board. That's why they everybody makes fun of um, Kellyanne Conway. Oh, she's Trump's advisor. She's just like this little girl. I've heard some horrible things about her. Little she's girl. a very smart woman. She's a pretty old woman. And she's she, calling a child. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, go back to this because I'm starting to get angry. <laughs> Freaking progs. Don't get her started. She need. They need to go. In March of 1455, future Pope Pius II wrote in a letter to Cardinal Carvajal, All that has been written to me about the marvelous man seen at Frankfurt is true. I have not seen complete Bibles, but only a number of queries of various books of the Bible. The script was very neat and legible, not at all difficult to follow. Your grace would be able to read it without effort and indeed without glasses. Unfortunately for the Gutenberg, he had borrowed 8,000 guilders from Johann Fust, who sued him at the Archbishop's Court in 1456 and took the print shop, leaving Gutenberg bankrupt. Gutenberg restarted a smaller print shop and participated in printing Bibles in the town of Bamberg. 
Say what you always say. Usually businesses go out of business and then because they have that in well, them. First of all, when you first start, when you first, entrepreneurism is an experiment. You, you have to be willing to take the losses. Most first businesses fail. That's why almost all businessmen have declared bankruptcy in their life. So they bring up bankruptcies with Trump. Yeah, I know all about it. I lived in New York. I know. I remember when he went bankrupt. Yeah, it, was a, I it was a big deal. Yes, it was. But I didn't understand bankruptcy back then. It wasn't a big deal. He just had to restructure. It's like, you don't understand. Bankruptcy not designed to just wipe away all your debt. It's a way of letting you restructure your debt in a way that you can pay it and function. Yeah, at least he didn't go hand in hat to the government. Like no, GM did. Well, there's no going to the government because government didn't get give you anything. Oh yeah, we all these banks that were too big to fail, all these automobiles. Oh, they, that was race. That's that's that race based. Everybody got to have a home regardless of the fact they could pay the mortgage. Uh, that's great. Started to Clinton, by the way. Uh, Bush made it worse. Yes, he did. And then Obama has made it much worse. <laughs> all products. Obominus double down on all, everything. Everybody I said, President Progs. All Progs. Brian, what's a Prog? Is it like a frog? Nope. Short for progressive. Anyway. Gutenberg invention was considered the most important event of the modern period as it began a printing revolution which significantly influenced Europe's Renaissance, Reformation, Age of Enlightenment, and the Scientific Revolution. Victor Hugo wrote in The Hatchback of Notre Dame, 1831, Book 5, The 15th century, everything changes. Human thought discovers a mode of perpetuating itself. Gutenberg's Letters of Lead supersede Orpheus's Letters of Stone. The invention of printing is the greatest event in history. It is the mother of revolution. Victor Hugo continued, whether it be providence or fate, Gutenberg is the precursor of Luther. Luther, not, no, not Lucifer, Luther. He's the one that walked, split from the Catholic Church and created the... Uh, Lutheran Church. Lutheran Church, right. The so one, the one that you were saying if, is the if, only one. If all of these, all the different sects over here, they seem to think that they were the first religion. I hate to burst your bubble. This is a historical fact. There was no other church of Christ except for Catholicism. Catholic church was first. That's the church that Paul was the pope over. He was actually the first pope. It was supposed to be um, Peter. So Peter was the rock of which I built my church. And people say, try to say, I'm, I'm misunderst- you misunderstand it. I'm like, no, I'm, I understand it just fine. I mean, unless you're going to teach me Hebrew... I'm, I'm, no, I don't care about the Greek. They were Greek. That with the, the things with the Greek is just it was already translated. I want to go back to untranslated, translate it myself. I mean, you have to go back to Hebrew because that's what they, that's that's what they were Hebrews. And I really don't want to learn Hebrew. <laughs> I'm not that interested. Uh, I understand enough of what God wants me to understand without wasting my time on stuff like that it's just because i have no interest in it, i won't do it i have to have an interest in it. i mean maybe i'll develop a hunger for it but you know that happens with me i get like 
I don't really feel like doing anything for a while. Then all of a sudden I get this overwhelming urge to go crazy and just research something like for days. I know. It's very annoying. Why is it annoying, Susan? Because that's all you do. I do plenty of other things. It's just too damn dry and hot right now. There's not much I can do. Uh, I don't even like driving on uh, over grass like this. I (laughs) I might have to go out there with the hose and water the driveway. It's so dry. Then from the damage of going over, you know, it's not recuperating. So I figure maybe if I spray it down, it'll come back up a little bit. Because we've been here 10 years without, without creating a driveway. I don't like, I don't want it to end now. We've been doing good. <laughs> okay, back to Gutenberg. Victor Hugo continued, Whether it be providence or fate, Gutenberg is the precursor of Luther. In a Tramp Abroad, 1880, Mark Twain wrote, We made a short halt. What would I do that for? at Frankfurt on the Main. I would have liked to visit the birthplace of Gutenberg, but no memorandum of the house has been kept. Napoleon introduced the printing press into Egypt when he invaded in 1798. On August 12, 1993, Pope John Paul II gave a rare copy of the Gutenberg Bible to President Bill Clinton at Denver's Regis University. What a waste that was. You really think you? What a waste! You really think they were going to read that? Oh my lord! I'm surprised he didn't use it as toilet paper. I'm surprised it didn't burst into flames when he put it in his hands. I thought that was going to happen with Obama. Good old B.J. Clinton. (laughs) I thought when he was doing, he was being inaugurated. I thought it was. I swore it was going to. Not you know the first time I wasn't. I was kind of sure. The second time I oh come on, bursted the flames already. Oh, and throw water on Pelosi. See if she melts. They're all evil. It's they are pretty vile. If you pay attention really to the WikiLeaks, vi- they're vile. All the things they said about people that they're always carrying for votes, like black people and homosexuals, they have no respect for homosexuals or black people well, or brown people. That's... All they want is their vote, and then get out of my way. That's why you never get anything. They always tell you that you're gonna you vote for me, and I'm gonna give you blah blah blah. Did they ever fix it? Did they ever fix your poverty? In the ghetto? No, they haven't. No. Lots and lots of black people and brown people in ghettos. And white people in trailer parks. And Indians on reservations. All of which are on the dole. And all of which are what the the definition... I know this is making people crazy. When I grew up, the definition of nigger was trash. It had no reference to skin color. So I, I kept that with me. One day I went and opened up a dictionary, and suddenly the whole meaning changed. How is that possible? I'm telling you how it's possible. People like Merriam-Webster picking up and changing everything and undoing all the conservative work. You can't... She took over... I used to have the, at least the 1827-something Bible by Webster. Um, Noah Webster. He was a, he was a great... He's one of our founding fathers. Nobody knows that. Yeah, that's true. Yep. He was one of our founding fathers. I lost my train of thought. Anyway. Dictionary, Merriam-Webster. Oh, I know. Definition of the N-word. You can't find it. You're going to have to go to like the Oxford English Dictionary to hopefully find any reference to how the language was back back then. 
again, that, except the problem is that thing is expensive. And they don't have an online version. My friend had the whole volume. And you have, you have to, there's a mic, there's a little drawer with a magnifying glass in it. The print's so small, you need a magnifying glass to read it. But I have to end the show now. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.